at the end, though. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I am Steve, and I am joined today for the uh, SHIT show, as Leslie has uh, named it. The, uh, what was the acronym for? So uh, happy it's Thursday. There you go. Yes, yeah, not quite Friday, but so happy it's Thursday. So it is now the SHIT show, which is a great <laughs> idea. But uh, Leslie from the Nerdy Narrative, uh, thank you for joining me today to come and chat. I am so glad you had me on. This will be fun. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I've already I've already kind of gotten into my Google box tonight, as you can see. So I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm just going to ride the wave. Yeah, just go along for the ride. Mm -hmm. So for just in case, I, I think everyone's familiar with your channel, but for if, if someone's not familiar with your channel, how would you describe it to them? Or what, what's the what's your channel about? What is my channel about? Well, I like to read. I like to read a lot. I like to read a lot of different stuff. So my goal for my channel is I hope that I'm able to help folks test out different genres or at least see how the different genres mesh up because there are so many times that I read a mainstream book that will reference a classic author, literary fiction author, some older works. And I'm like, you know, I never really fully under, you know, I never got that connection until I started watching the Codex Cantina and started reading classics. And now I'm all about it. And so it is so much fun now when I read Stephen King, Daniel Barnett, and they're referencing the classics that I'm reading, the authors that I'm reading. And I'm like, this is awesome. It's just like when you, do all the connections for the multiverse like when an avengers endgame came out what did we all do we all went and watched all the marvel videos in chronological order instead of the order they came out because we thought that was interesting and so now that's kind of like what i'm doing now so it's fun it's it's always fun when you make connections in your hobbies yeah you know it's something i've been wondering about myself with, with the channel is do you think uh not focusing on one genre is um is a detriment to a channel? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, and if, if you are someone who would like to start a booktube channel and you are looking to make something out of it, you're looking to make it a business adventure fantasy, namely young adult fantasy is where those huge channels are. Mm -hmm. So I know that I am reading all over the place. I know that means I'm not going to be a huge channel that's fine. That means the people I do have, they're interested in what I'm doing. And I'm, I love my community. My community have become my friends. And I started my channel right when the pandemic hit because we had also just moved to Florida. I knew no one. My community was my lifeline to staying sane. And now these people are so important. I've never, I've met some of them but I've never met a lot of them, but they're just as real to me talking to them on comments and my discord. I mean, they're, they're, they're so generous. They're so important because they're people I get to talk about books with. And I have some, I had some friends that I could, but we always, you know, read different things a lot of times. And now I have been able to get some of my real life friends I've grown up with reading more because they'll watch my channel for support and I've gotten them excited about books and I'm like buying them books. And I'm like, I think you'd like this one. And 
you know, just so I can have other people to talk about my favorite books with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, I'll talk to a brick wall about a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you get this question a lot, but there's a few, uh, I've, I've been asked recently by a few people, um, uh, you know, somebody says, I, I'm, I'm interested in starting a book, booktube channel. What, what would you suggest? I'm sure so, you get that a lot, but what would you tell them? Actually, I've just recently started having people email me that. And it, that is the most flattering thing in the world to, to have someone say, Hey, I'm going to start a channel. Do you have any tips, tricks, advice? And the first thing I will say is do not sink money into this until you've had it up and running a good chunk of time, at least six to eight months. I did not spend any money except for a lapel mic. I had a like $10 ring light from Amazon. I just tried to film with natural lighting and I used my phone because my husband said, look, you need to make sure you can be consistent with it. You need to make sure you're going to enjoy doing it. Make sure it fits into your life comfortably enough that you can keep up with it. And I thought, well, that's that's logical. So don't go sinking money into a high dollar camera and lighting and microphones. Don't do that. First, get comfortable with talking in front of a camera, because when I tell you I had my idea for my channel, I had my name, I had my music, I had what I was going to do. That was all in mind for about six months before I finally started the channel. Do you know Hmm. why? You were nervous. I, I would sit down in front of my camera and I did this. (laughs) Guys, when I tell you saying the intro is the hardest part of filming, even after doing this almost two years, I will sit here in front of this camera and go, what up nerds? 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 I mean, I will do that for, 10 minutes sometimes words are not always hard and it's okay. I mean, it's perfectly fine. A lot of people will tell you they like when you don't over edit. And Mm -hmm. so they like knowing you're a real person. So, I mean, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Uh, Editing takes a little bit of time. It gets easier. The more that you do it, don't try to do any crazy tricks. Like I was telling Steve, I literally try to just get get everything laid out where I can do it. And then I try to like learn one new trick a month. <laughs> Even that's a lot sometimes. Yeah. And I would also say the most important thing is your audio. A lot of people are going to listen to you rather than watch because it's just so much easier to put earbud in and listen while you're cooking or cleaning house or exercising, walking that way. If you have good audio, people are going to stick with you. I've had so many people say, if I'm watching a video and the audio is bad, I'm going to click off. And if, if you record and you say, you know, my audio is not that great this time, I'm going to go ahead with it. Don't, don't do that. Because I, I have some people that I love, their audio was messed up, and I can't hear very well. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to turn my earbuds up on high anyway. And if your audio is not good, I can't 
hang with you because I can't <laughs> hear you. Yeah. But audio is important. Consistency is the number one thing. Start small. Just say, okay, I'm going to upload once a week or once or, or twice a week. Stick to it. Get get your routine down, Pat. I mean, I think I spent a year trying to get my routine down. And then if you, you're like, okay, I think I can add one more. You know, that just take it slow and just get your routine going. I will also tell you if you're a new channel and you start cranking out hour, hour and a half videos, people are not going to watch. Yeah. They're not. Even, even like me, I know I can look at my analytics and I know if I'm going to put something up that's like, 30 minutes to an hour. I know people are going to watch five minutes of that. So I don't do that. Plus I hate editing. You know, it takes me for a 10 minute video, which is, I really try to keep mine 10 minutes or less. That is like an hour and a half of footage that I'm going through. And that's what I say. Okay. That's important. That, that fits in what I'm trying to do with this video. And it takes so long to edit, but it's just, you know, uh, I, I just would say, try try and keep it 10 minutes or less so that people will watch. Because if they're just clicking on or if they are scrolling by and they're like, I don't know who this is, but oh my gosh, this thing is 45 minutes long. Click. Yeah, they're going to keep scrolling. Because yeah. a, a lot of people, you're going to share subscribers with a lot of other booktubers. And they're going to want to spread the wealth and catch everybody. And that, you know, they can, they can keep up with you easily. And also be yourself. Don't try to over script yourself because you might sound like a robot or it can kind of put a little bit of a cap on your own creativity, your own thoughts. Cause sometimes just sitting down and doing a stream of my favorite video I ever did, the easiest one for me to edit was my review for A Plague of Giants by Kevin Hearn. I literally sat in front of the camera. I was so excited about that book. I love that book so much. It was such a surprise hit for me that I just sat down and I talked. And when I when it came to editing and all I had to do was like stick my little nerdy narrative thing on the front, I was like, man. Done. Yeah. In two years, that was the easiest and fastest video I've ever made. I'm like, why can't I do this more often? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Saf is here. And uh, you're right about big money being in YA fantasy. It's all over TikTok. Oh, man. I hate TikTok. But that is where people are going for book recommendations. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. All the kids hey. are going there. Yeah. Lady Jane. Not here. just kids. Some of my aged friends that like they'll say hey have you read this book and i'm like no but i've heard it's good they're like yeah i heard about it on tiktok i'm like how did you hear about it on tiktok aren't those like 15 second videos they're like yeah i'm like how do you get enough information out of 15 seconds oh they hold up a book and say if you like this you'll like this i'm like and you're your mom looks like that i'm like well, dang <laughs> <laughs> isn't it crazy uh, popping over to say hello. I love both of your channels. Thank you. And uh, our friend Johanna is here. I love oh, Leslie. hello. She has so much booktube wisdom. I and, learned by doing. <laughs> yeah. So an another question I had, and this is something that you told me early on when I first started, and you were 
I, I'm still amazed that you agreed to do the first law trilogy with us because I was like, "Are you kidding?" Forty subs in or something, but do you know I'll, how important that series has become in my life? And that is yeah. all because of you. That uh, that series, that author, has brought me so much joy. Yeah, there has been so many times where I like didn't like a book and I followed up with the first law book and I smile the whole time I'm reading it, and that is 100 percent because of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it really worked out great. And we met some really great friends uh, mm -hmm. through that journey, Ashley and Stacy. So uh, mm -hmm. it worked out really well. But, you know, at the time I was like 40 subs or something, you know, I'd, I'd, and I'm still really a nobody. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it was I, 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 I kid, but it was really it was really cool of you that you did that. And uh, during one of our off air, one of the one of the times I was asking you for advice and you said, to try and keep a schedule. So is, is keeping, cause you said when you don't upload certain days, mm -hmm. people will actually call you in, or, you know, contact you mm -hmm. and say, Hey, where's your video? Yep. I'm, I'm waiting for your, your video. So how important is that to have consistent days every week, whether it's so, one or three a week? Well, so your, your little, your subscriber base, they're, they're going to learn your schedule and they're good when they love you and it really is, it is a lot about you as a person more just as much as the book. Like they like your personality. They like the way you, they may lay, like how you pick out the information and how you convey what you like about a book or you don't like a book. They're, they're watching you just as much for you than anything else. And I think a lot of, a lot of folks feel like, and I hope this is my hope. Somebody sits down to watch my video. They're like, I'm sitting here hanging out with my friend for a few minutes. Yeah. And so I think that is what they're looking for. And they just, they're going to expect it. And I'm like, okay, Leslie uploads at 9 a.m. Where's my video? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I've run my mouth about, oh, I put this funny blooper in. And so they're like, okay, where, well, where is it? I'm like, yeah. oh. But yeah, a, a schedule is very important. I don't know how it factors into the YouTube algorithm, but supposedly your schedule, uh, your you know, the way you upload enables them and how they share it to people. Hmm. Uh, you know, the, the algorithm is such a mystery. None of us ever really know how that yeah. works. And uh, Jeremy Fee is here. Uh, this Yay. is a great discussion. Of course, Andrew's here. Yep. And uh, Andrew, also, yeah. Andrew, you misspelled nerds. That's supposed to be what up nerds. Yeah. Come on, Andrew, go to the program. Yes. Uh, editing long videos. Yeah. Yes. And you know, it's funny. You mentioned about people just want to come and it's like sitting with a friend. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll make a video about stuff that really doesn't even have to do with books, just like random mm -hmm. stuff that's going on. And people mm -hmm. that respond to it. It's really, cause I, I, I think it's like, well, no one wants to hear about that, but they really start to really uh, connect yeah. with you in that way. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I like how you start yours. You're like, hello, friends. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just warm. It's just, yeah. a, like, it's, it's like, it's a cold winter's day. You've just, like, sat down and you're like, hello, friends. And it's like that first sip of warm coffee. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like you can't no one can outdo what's up nerds so i figured i might as well just settle for whatever <laughs> that was the of. dumbest that that whole phrase got birthed from me just i couldn't figure out how to get started that popped out and i was like that is so stupid i'm not gonna do that and then i stopped 
And people were like, please bring What Up Nerds back. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys really? like that? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, so funny. And Epic Tales is here. Great advice from the queen herself. What up, Epic? Epic is awesome. He has some. I wish I had Epic's editing skills because he is so yeah. good at editing videos. I mean, it's, he it's was, just top notch. Yeah, he started his channel. He was definitely not a beginner in editing. That's for no. Sure. Yeah, and he keeps getting better. It's, it's not cool. You need to cut it out. <laughs> it's, it's not fair. <laughs> and uh, Brandy says, My boomer dad is on TikTok. So yeah, oh, everyone's on it. Yeah, they are. Uh, Seth says, I've seen TikTokers present book plots as storylines, which are huge mm -hmm. on TikTok. People love drama. That's true. And Epic says, uh, TikTok is so key right now. I know people yep. that build their entire business from marketing over there. It's yeah, also it is, so easy to go viral. It's the largest marketing platform in the world right That's now. That's wild. It's so crazy. Yep. Uh, Louis Stevenson? Oh. Huh? Nice of you to yes, drop by. Dark yeah. Tower. I Speaking love that of, series. Yeah. That... I'm almost, almost done. Oh gosh. I I love that one because it introduces me to the characters and I love the characters. Absolutely love the characters and I love how we meet those characters. It's so unique. I, I am so jealous. Is this your first time reading it? Yeah, we're, yeah, we started last month. So, oh man, that that's a series I wish I could read again for the first time. So, you had mentioned a minute ago we were talking before we went live. You were reading a short story collection right now that won't be released <gasps> until October. October fifth. What one wouldn't do? Edited by Scott J. Moses. It's got an introduction written by Laurel Hightower. And you guys, if you're here because you watch Steve's channel or my channel, you have heard about a lot of the authors that are in here. Laurel Hightower, I know you've talked with her recently, Daniel Barnett, Scott J. Moses. There are so many. Plus, there are a whole lot that I know we've all seen that I had not read yet that I wanted to read that are in here. And what's so surprising about it is... I expected to have a few good ones, some good ones and some okay ones and some ones I might not care about. And then the first one just really knocked my socks off with how good it was. And y'all, I know Steve do is doing his short story September. It's so hard. In my opinion, short stories have to be one of the hardest types of literature to write. You just have yeah. a small number of pages to get all the work done. And I thought, wow, this first one knocked my socks off. It's probably going to go down from here. <laughs> no, they're so good. They're, they're all the, the high caliber of stories. I think Scott had like 432 submissions for this anthology and he narrowed wow. it down to the ones that are in here. And it's all about the theme, what one wouldn't do like for your family to mm. bring someone back for power, strength, you know, just, oh man. And just, and then what I also love is at the end of each short story, it will tell you the author has a little blurb about what inspired them to write it, you know, how they came up with the idea for it. And then Scott included all their other works underneath that. So if you oh, read one and you love it and you're like, okay, I need more about this person. I'm like right now you can look right there and be like, Oh yes. Amazon. <laughs> so I, I, this arc, 
came in the mail and I was so shocked, but I was so excited because one, the cover is gorgeous. And two, it's just a great way to get exposed to a lot of authors I hadn't read before, but your TBR is going to gain weight yeah. and your wallet is going to cry, but that's okay. We're, we're book collectors really. So, yeah. Well, you had me at it's, it's up there with Nocturne is what was like kind of got yeah. my attention. Yeah. Yeah. No, no other collection had come close to Nocturne this year. And that one I'm like, uh Oh, uh Oh, yeah, I think it just hit its one year one year birthday, so I was excited yeah. to see that. Yeah, yeah, that was recently. I'm excited she's got something else cooking. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Raul's here, so he says, shout out to HB Diaz. I agree. She's yep. wonderful. Yeah. So uh, when you, and something I've been thinking a lot about lately, just with reviews, since I've been reviewing lots of short stories, how do you, um, how do you, how do you rate books? I know you use a star, you use a star system, but how do you like, is a five I, perfect or is a one terrible? How do you, so how do you rate it? I only use a star system because Goodreads makes me, mm-hmm. um, I don't like the star system. I, I am one that, uh, I, I love it or I might, you know, really like it, but the star system, Pretty much, it's just because Goodreads makes me put one on there, and I just try to choose one that matches how I feel about the book overall. Because I may love the story, but it might have some issues that I don't feel deserves five stars. But I'm also really good. I know my, I mean, I am 44 years old. I know myself, and I can pick books that I know I'm going to love. I'm really good at choosing books. So I almost always have a four or five star in front of me. So, hmm. but uh, it just, I look at it like, what about, you know, I'm character driven. So was there a character I either really loved or I really loved to hate? Was I able to relate to something in the story that happened, a person or an event, you know, did it, did I feel connected what was the setting, the atmosphere, the world building? Could I see myself there? Was was it playing out in my mind like a movie? Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, the plot, how, did, did it flow? Was it logical? Or was it even supposed to be logical? You know, some of these things, suspension of belief is, is needed. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I, I have a list of things that I just kind of go through and I'm like, did we hit on all these points? How well did we hit on them? And then sometimes, you know, it's like, it may not be perfect, but you know that author is going to get there. Like you can see the potential. It's just, it's there and they're just honing their craft. And, you know, it's just, I want to encourage that as much as possible because these authors are out here giving me enjoyment. They're they're giving me hours spent in a world with characters that I'm having a good time with. I want them to keep going. And it's purely selfish reasons because I want to go back to that world. I want to be back with those characters. And I think feedback is really important. Now, am I going to get on Goodreads and be ugly? No. But Mm -hmm. will I talk to the author privately if they're open to it? Like, hey, 
I didn't like how the characters, you know, it's okay to give them a Southern accent, but maybe not write it in. Maybe say, this country bumpkin sheriff said, blah, 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 and pronounced his R's like W's or his I was ah. Give me something to illustrate what you haven't visualized for his accent to be. And then let me give it to him. Like, I do not speak perfect English, but I like to read good English. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so is a, so is a five, what would you say a five would be? Uh, a five, five is, is going to be one that's going to check all of my boxes for that particular genre. And I had okay. different, I have a different list of requirements based on the genre it is, hmm. but it's usually heartfelt. I can, I can usually tell pretty quick how I'm going to feel about a book. So I, sometimes I know 25, like with the blade itself, I, I was in it. The first page, the first word Logan said, I was in love. I was like, yeah. this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, and a couple I was of not wrong. Yeah, you're right about that one. And something that we've talked about before is uh, negative reviews. When you read a book mm -hmm. that's you don't feel great about, and it's, you know, we all have a book you don't feel great about. Mm -hmm. How it? So, do you think posting a, a negative or not? I don't want to even say negative, but maybe critical review is necessary to just. Um. So it's kind of a double-edged sword when you when you have a channel like we have. And people are wanting to hear what we think about a book. And you want to tell them, I, I didn't care for this book. Here's why. But I always try to be very, very careful because we are influencers. Yeah. And I don't want someone to say, well, this is how Leslie felt about it. That's how I'm, I, I, I want people to know why I didn't like it, but I want them, if they were interested in it, I want them to still stay interested. I want them to still read it and see for themselves what they feel about it. I'm scared to death and I'm going to be like, man, I, 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 I hated that book. And somebody's <laughs> going to automatically assume they'll hate it too. Like, yeah, I want to have the conversation of maybe why I didn't like it, but and then it, you know, if depending on who wrote the book, if they see it, then they talk. Then they talk bad about you. Yeah, and that's something that I've I've started to because when when I was first offered offered arcs to read, I was I wanted to read all of them because I was like, someone wants my opinion. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I started finding these books that had a ton of good reviews on Goodreads or Amazon or whatever. And a lot of the reviews start with, I received this book for free for a review. Yeah. Well, when I got into the book, it just wasn't very good. And I felt like, you know, I, I wonder if people fall into that, into that feeling of, I received this for free. I have to give a positive review. Well, so I've had a lot of conversations about this with a lot of different people. And with, with that, uh, I can tell you like, a lot of folks, especially for Indian self-pub, they are going to uplift. Their goal is to uplift and support. And they will sometimes have a little bit more leniency towards indie authors for that reason, because it may be someone getting into it. 
seeing what they think. And the goal is to help hone that craft. Mm -hmm. And then you have some people who say, well, no matter what, I'm always going to rate it this. Like I'm always going to give these books this. And there's a lot of people who will not touch indie or self-pub books. I don't know why there is a stigma surrounding how someone chose to publish their book. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It doesn't yeah. mean they're not good enough to get published. It, a lot of times it means they are good enough to publish traditionally, but they chose to do self-publish because that allowed them to retain full creative control, which I'm all about. I want to see what the author has originally intended for that story. Yeah. But I do, I do get what you're saying about the reviews. And what I typically will do in reviews is I go to the three-star reviews first. That's mm. where I'm going to go. And in Goodreads, I'll go look and see. I, there, are, there are some reviewers that I know that will never say anything bad about a book. There are some that are going to be honest about it. Um, and so I'll look to see who, if any of those people have reviewed it. Um, but I, I do feel honesty is key. And I, I was really brutally honest about a book and a review and that author was not excited. Oh, really? <laughs> but I bought that book. Like, yeah. that's the other thing. Um, there are, <laughs> I, I, I don't care if I bought it or I didn't buy it. Um, if I didn't like it. I am going to tell you, I did not like it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so have, I think you've, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think you had told me about receiving, a, or not just me, but several other people that you, you read, you received an arc and you read it and didn't really care for it. Did you, and then you contacted the author to let them know that it wasn't too crazy about it. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to post a review? Is that something that you do normally? So um, I did not I, I still post a review, oh, okay. but um, I'll talk to them about why. Like there was one, I started reading it and it was, it, it was written in third person and the main character had a, an accent and he wrote her accent like how she spoke it. That's fine when she was speaking, but when she was then in her own mind thinking, She's, he was writing it in that same like shorthand accent. And I was like, I, I said, I, I just, I, I can't read any more of this. That's it's just distracting me because I keep reading this country hick accent when I shouldn't be like, if you're, if you're going to have her talk that way, that's fine. But when she's thinking that way, I'm like, like when I think to myself, I don't have an accent yeah. like in my own head. And he actually said, Hi, he said, hang on, stop reading. Took a couple of weeks and rewrote it. Really? And he changed that. And I was wow. like, wow, this was That's a couple cool. of years ago. But some of them are receptive to it. Some of them aren't. But I feel that if I accept a book for review, I feel it. I feel obligated to if if there was something that I think maybe could be better. Like I don't ever want to just go with them and say, "Well, I had all these problems." I want to go and say, "I didn't like this, but maybe if it was like this, you know, just 
just the suggestion. I'm not trying to like be like, you need to rewrite your book. Yeah. But I, I try to offer maybe a different way to to put it maybe or present it. A constructive criticism kind of? Is that yeah. Kind of, and yeah. I mean it's extremely rare that yeah. I have problems because there have been some books that have had problems like misspelled words or the uh, extra word added into a sentence, but the book was so damn good that I literally did not care. Like <laughs> I just kept going. It was so good. Hmm. Uh, Epic has a uh, question <clears throat> question for you. I'm but I am a bit worried about the standalones in the first law trilogy. How would you compare them to the original three? Uh, I wouldn't compare them to the original three at all. I think Joe Abercrombie is really good at trilogies. I, his standalones, like the first one, really should have been a duology. It mm. went on for so long with the same kind of format that I got bored with it. So maybe if it had been split into two, it would have been better. I really love the second one and the third one. Um, I liked it, but I... You know, the thing with Amber Crombie is you have expectations, but you know you shouldn't because he is yeah. always going to flip it. He is always going to flip it. So you're just, you just kind of have to, to read them and see because so many people are on either side of the fence. So that that is strictly a personal uh, opinion considering the, the standalones for that one. Hmm, interesting. I think we're starting those in January, but uh, Epic also says, I usually give the author a bullet points of things I'm going to say. If they are cool with it, then I go along. If not, I move on. Yeah, I um, I don't ever send any of my reviews for author approval at all. Like, mm -hmm. like I I say, I, I, if, if you, like that's in my little, on my Goodreads for people that want me to read their books. I'm like, when you say you're offering this book to me to read, in exchange for an honest review, I need you to mean that because mm. I am going to give an honest review. And if you if you're sensitive and you maybe can't accept if somebody has something they didn't like, don't send me your book because I I need to be able to say that. And then hopefully we still have a working relationship after, you know, and yeah. you won't ghost me. Yeah. <laughs> I literally had one author. I read three of his books. They were all five-star reads for me. And then I read the fourth one and I did not like it. I didn't even give it a star rating to interfere with the ratings. I just didn't rate it at all, but I did write a review and just poof. I think I might know what y'all think. Oh yeah. We yeah. we had all like our reviews were basically the exact same for that one. Yeah. Well, when I read that book I, I i thought am i missing is it me am i just a dunce am, is it am i just missing something so i looked on goodreads and i saw your review there and there's a few other ones that were similar i thought okay well yeah maybe it's not me yeah uh brad brad proctor's here hey brad uh he says if someone is always given a five star to every book they read then they don't then they don't think it was a five star read for whatever reason that just dilutes and takes away from the books that are truly five stars which is a good point when I do yeah, see but how do you know? There. How do you know that they don't think it was a five star? 
But when when I do see reviewers, and there are a few really popular reviewers that give almost everything they read a five star, which if you really love books, and that's you know, but mm-hmm. I, I won't really take those reviews seriously unless yeah. there's a, a couple of stinkers in there. I mean, they, is, we all read something, yeah. Which is why I don't want to give stars anymore. I just want to say I love this book, or I like this book. I really enjoyed it, or I liked it. Okay, I had a, you know a couple of issues. But I'm still excited to see what the author has next on their list. Like, I can read a three star book, three star on Goodreads. That's still a good book to me. Like, I don't know why people think three stars is bad. I think three stars is still a good book. It just maybe had some issues with it that were, you know, like maybe the story had a couple of bumps in it where it didn't flow. logically but i mean i i still think it was a good book like three stars is still a good book to me but seems like like, i I feel like giving stars because star ratings are just as subjective to the individual as what they consider a spoiler and i think by giving stars that is that person says okay leslie gave this book three stars they think my three-star opinion is the same as their three-star. And they may say three stars is below average. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, I'm not saying stars anymore in any videos. I'm just going to be like, I love this book. It couldn't have gotten any better. Or I like this book. Okay. I, I'm just getting rid- like star is a four letter word that I'm not going to say. Yeah. When when do the when do the three stars become a one star? It seems like that's been uh yeah, that's strange. Uh Jeremy uh, Fee says, I got I get my arcs from NetGalley and they have the option under feedback to check. I will not be giving feedback on this title, mm-hmm. so I don't feel pressure to give it a good review or any review. Now with NetGalley, I will be flat out brutal sometimes because I have had some stinkers off of NetGalley. Like when you're building up the percentage, you've got to go with some lesser known titles and authors to get your review percentage up. And there there were some on there that I'm like, how did you get on here? And I'll put it on there. And I like it because you don't have to share it anywhere else. It can just stay on NetGalley and it's between you and them and like the publisher. Hmm. There, I think Idlewise, whatever, I think that one, I did that with them. And they were like, you know, this is the uncorrected copy. And we would appreciate it if you didn't share this review anywhere because the author may have changed those things. And I'm like, if you look at my review, I said the first 20% of this book was fantastic. The second 20%, it changed point of views and retold the same first 20%, but from a different perspective with no changes, nothing added to the story. Now, you mean to tell me that author did something with that second 20%? I don't think so. <laughs> so I was like, screw you, Idlewise. I'm not reviewing for you anymore. Suckers. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Well, that made me so mad that day. Yeah. And uh, Lauren is pretty much uh, on on track with where yeah. I am is, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, three stars is I liked it Four, I yep. really liked it. And five, I loved it. That's pretty much where yeah. I am too. Yep. And Epic says, you make a great point. The star system is very subjective. Yep. And you did mention earlier about this. Um, you know, some, some reviewers won't touch indie books or will avoid them. What, where do you think that comes from? What is, 
uh, it seems it's strange. It won't to me make so them money. Books. It won't make them money. It won't get them views on their channel. It messes up their algorithm. And I just, I think if your main source of employment is having a YouTube channel where you review books, I think you should spread the wealth. I think you should review a lot more books that are just not mainstream. Mm-hmm. And that's my personal opinion. Yeah. And it's funny because, well, actually, let me get to Lauren's comment. Uh, this is how Goodreads defines them. The problem mm-hmm. is the problem is probably that some people don't follow those Goodreads guidelines. Oh, absolutely. Because people will go on there for a title that's not out. The ARCs haven't even been sent out and they will give one star reviews. And I actually contacted a few of those people that I saw doing that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I just don't want to read that book. I'm like, then keep freaking scrolling. You took time out of your life to go find this book to give it one star because you're not interested in reading it. I'm like, that's not what that star system is for. And I I always saw that. The ones I always saw that for were authors that were persons of color. And the Mm -hmm. person on Twitter profile was a different color. And I was like. Interesting. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's the truth, but that is what that's the connection that I made, and I was not happy with it. Hmm, interesting. Uh, our friend Daniel Barnett is here. Hey, Daniel, nice well, of you to, to drop by. And uh, yeah, so it's it's weird that it's, it is so subjective to have uh, the different rating systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's funny because I've had people on on certain channels say, well, why, why don't more people review indie books? Why don't more people review the smaller, uh, the smaller, because they don't get views. So if you are, like you said, if you are concerned, if this is your income, then it's, I can see why people avoid it, but it's just unfortunate. Yeah. It, it's sad. And my method for trying to deal with that. And I have been very successful. I read mainstream. I read popular books, but I sandwich my indie babies in between. (laughs) And that way to hear about their mainstream book, they got to hear about this independent author that I'm head over heels for. Um, That, that has been very successful. I'm happy to say I have a lot of people who have really gotten into reading and helping support and loving the independent and self-published titles that I have found. And uh, that just means the world to me. I can't tell you like when someone shares your love of a favorite book, guys, y'all know how that feels. But when someone takes a chance on what they consider to be a a self-published indie book, that's just got that stigma and they love it. That's euphoria right there. It's just, I, I cannot describe that feeling to you. And I'm on the same page with Epic here. Is it's too bad because my favorites are indie. And right, that's the thing about about mine is I I'm sure you know would get more views if I read more uh, just prime just strictly popular books. But I don't I don't yep. I like to read indie, like indie books. Yeah, fantasy. yeah. It's well, amazing. Yeah, how how popular fantasy channels can be. Just you know, we're all bookworms. Hmm. And authors are our celebrities. They are our people that we put on pedestals. So just think for a moment who your favorite long-term 
mainstream author, like you love every book they've ever written. You can't wait for the next one to come out. Think about that. Now, do you think that author would ever interact with you? (laughs) You know who will? The independent and self-published authors will. They will talk to you and have a conversation. They would love to hear feedback on their work, what you pulled out of it. Did you make like, did you make a a certain connection in a book that they were hoping you would make? And it's like, that is so exciting to read a book by an indie or self-pub author. And you're like, I'm, I'm going to tag them in it. Or you don't tag them and they find it anyway. And they comment and you're just like, I mean, it's just, it's such a good feeling. Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I love about the indie scene is that there's so many authors out there. And, and a lot of the times, even, even if you don't love a book, they'll say, hey, thanks for the feedback. Right. Well, to me, independent and self-published authors are like college basketball. They're not getting they're not in the big leagues making the big bucks, but they're in college. They're the college players. They're busting their asses, playing their hearts out trying to get into the big leagues Mm. and it, you just, it doesn't get like, that's why I love college ball over pro ball. The pro players are like, eh, I've got it made in the shade. I can write a piece of trash and people are still going to buy it. They may not like it, but they're still going to buy it. Independent authors. It's all heart. It's all heart, all hard work. They're just like us booktubers. They are there most of the time, their own marketers, editors, the writers, they've got to do the layout. I mean, they have, they're, they're all in one, just like us. And so you just get this kinship and it's just such a labor of love. And I just, I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And Epic says, I'm caring less and less about views. I want, I want my channel to, my channel to feel like mine, which is a great point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy Fee says college basketball. (laughs) That's a great comparison. I might, I might like some basketball. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do like pro ball too. I will watch it when I don't have college hoops to watch. But when I watch pro ball, I usually have an audiobook playing, but college, no distractions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, Daniel Barnett's here. So, yeah, Daniel is uh, is one of our, and he's such a cool guy. I mean, just such a nice person that he so knows, he yeah. knows, he knows he's yeah. one of my top favorites. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's great because, you know, they'll interact with you and, and hopefully da- people like Daniel will, will remember us when he's uh, oh, a famous he author and screenwriter. So He will. Uh, the Nightmare Land Chronicles, that's such a special series because it's so beautiful. It's so beautifully written and it means so much. I've literally been with Daniel since the first book, since Nightfall. I have read every arc and reviewed it and I just... Like that's so cool. Like one day, one day I'm going to be like, he's going to be like Stephen King, the name and households. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I read all of those books before yeah. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool though, to be able to say that. And that's another reason I love indie books. Cause I want to be the first person to find something like that and say, yep. I read this book and I loved it and now everyone else loves it. And yeah, I was there first. It's kind of like, like the like the snobby record store person, mm-hmm. you know. I hate to admit it, but it's kind of like oh, I listened yeah. to that record first, and I liked it before anyone else did. Or I like that band, and they're yep. a garage band yep. kind of thing. Yep, and I won't yeah. feel bad about it. And 
people be like, wow, she's a snobby bookworm. They're like, yes, I am. Yeah. I earned it. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. That's another one right there. Have you read The Goners yet? No, it's on my <gasps> list. I hear some wonderful things about it. Your review and I think uh, Jay, the world according to Jay and Brad yep. uh, reviewed it. Yes, it's the, on my list. I have, I have had some friends read that recently and I said his writing was addictive because of the feeling that it gives you the adrenaline shot. And they agreed. They were like, uh, when are we getting another one? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I wish it was today. And I, I really love the shorter novellas too, the horror novellas. I mean, it, they're really, they're great to have because these huge fantasy books, they weigh mm -hmm. you down if there's one after another. Yeah. So, well, so it's a great way to change it up. So I'm kind of, I, I would like a longer book. I would like at least a 300 or 400 pager, but yeah. I will take whatever I can get. So if they want to write a novella, I'm going to read a novella. If they make it a full size novel, I'm going to read the full size novel. If yeah. they decide something magical happens and it, the next one's going to be a thousand pages, I'm going to read a thousand pages and be just as happy. Length isn't a big deal to me. I mean, I, I just love to read and I read all the dang time. So <laughs> when I'm enjoying it, I don't care. I usually don't want to leave that world once I'm really immersed into it. Yeah. And have you, um, have you ever been at, and we talked a little bit, a little bit about editing. Have you ever been asked to be a beta reader? No, and I would be absolutely terrible at it. Terrible. <laughs> Here's why. I was created by God to appreciate the creativity of others. He did not give me any creativity of my own because that would interfere with me loving the creativity of others and appreciating it and making sure they feel appreciated. I can't make those connect. Like people who can say this, this logic from A to B doesn't make sense. You need to change it so that we go from A to B instead of A, C, B. No, I can't do that. Mm -mm. Now, if I read the whole completed work and I'm like, well, that didn't make sense. I can do that. But like as it's being written, like I don't I don't know how authors create these tales. Yeah. I can't do that. I, I, I just can't. I'm amazed at their ability to just craft and a, and a lot of them are pantsers they'll, they'll just let the story take them and i'm like how does your brain do that like i'm over here missing stuff left and right i'm coming up with all these predictions they're all wrong <laughs> and it's just it's just amazing but yeah i i could i've not been asked to be a beta reader and it's probably because they know i would be really terrible because i mean i Probably somebody who would ask me to beta read is somebody that I love to read their books and I would probably just love whatever they did and I would always love it. And I'd be like, well, don't you have any suggestions about this? I'm like, no, I love it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> change somebody it. Else, and then somebody else would be like, well, no, it would be better if you did this. I'm like, you know what? It really would be. And they're like, Leslie, you let me down. And I'm like, if you'll write my grocery list, I'll love that. Yeah. And uh, Alvin, ah, uh, Alvin's here. I, yes. I like, yeah, I saw your review of the Gray Bastards, and I think they're oh, next year sometime. Okay, I actually like so. To me, the Gray Bastards is the first law, but with half orcs. Oh man, they're much more vulgar. I'm going to go on Amazon right now and order the Goners, and I'm going to order the Gray Bastards right now. And it is <laughs> it, but it's it's so 
good. Like, and the Gray Bastards was actually Jonathan French was an independent author, and he got in Mark Lawrence's contest a few years ago. Yeah. He actually beat out Josiah Bancroft, who wrote the Simple and Sins trilogy. I mean, series. And so, yeah, I, I can't wait. That that third book is coming out at the end of the month, and I am just ready for it. It's so good. I, I it may be because I played World of Warcraft for so long, and my first character was an orc, but. It's fantastic. Orcs are just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was instructed. Um, actually, I was paid to say everybody needs to sub to Jay's channel, The World According to Jay. <laughs> so I had I to get, say I, that so I could get my minute. check. Wait a minute. I didn't get a check. I, I didn't I didn't get a check for having him on. What, what's going on, Jay? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I didn't, I didn't receive my payment. I just had a good Oops. time with him. So that sounded really bad. Had a good conversation <laughs> with him. He'll appreciate you know I mean. that. Jay will appreciate that. Yeah. Jay's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Epic Tales is is thinking, I think, what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. The Gray Bastards. Yeah. I think uh, I think we're on the same page, Epic. I think we're on the same page. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's a delight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you mentioned um, review, you mentioned throwing in indie reviews. Uh, in between your more popular reviews to get the more, um, and Jay's here. Uh, Jay says, uh, <laughs> I, I just got here. What did I miss? Start over. Yeah, you missed, you have to go back. Back. yeah. Um, so you mentioned having the indie books between the more popular books. And I think you're, is, is you mean on, on like your recaps? Is that the best way? Cause I noticed yeah. that when they're, when they're, uh, individual reviews, they don't do as well. Right. Even just in general, it, it seems like. So here's what I do. Um, I do not guarantee I'm going to do a dedicated video review for every book that I read. Mm -hmm. I don't, first of all, I don't have, I don't have the ability to do that. So what I mean is I'm like, when I do my weekly reading wrap up where I talk about each week, what I'm reading, that's mm -hmm. where I'm getting them sandwiched in. You're, you're going to hear about everything. Gotcha. Um, the dedicated reviews are the ones that I feel strongly about. Like either I really freaking love it and I need everybody in the world to hear about it. Or maybe I thought like, or I, not, not I, I'm not going to, not that it's a negative review. I don't, and I don't do rants, but yeah. maybe it's, like the only one I can think of off the top of my head I've done like this was like the final girl support group by Grady Hendrix. Like that book to me, he yeah. totally missed the mark. Well, I think just, you were fair. You were fair with that one. I thought it wasn't, it was, yeah. I wouldn't call it a rant. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, like, it was fair. I, I just, I just thought it, he could have done something different. So to me, that is my <laughs> version of a negative review. That's yeah. my version. Um, but like on the other other side of that coin, like my heart is a chainsaw. Like that—that's how you write a tribute to a good slasher, in my opinion. But I only do dedicated reviews for like ones I'm really passionate about, one way or the other, either the good way or the bad way. Hmm. So, because you know, to do a dedicated review, you have to be inspired yeah. by it, or because I, I just can't. I, I just I just have to have emotion because if I was just to 
if I didn't, if I enjoyed it, but I can't really articulate why that review is going to be a mess and it's going to be a train wreck. So really I just review the ones that I can just sit down in front of the camera and be like, Oh my gosh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and I was wondering, uh, and you mentioned earlier about keeping your video shorter to, uh, you know, short under 10 minutes if you can. And you mentioned analytics and whatever I, even look, click the analytics page. I feel like I should take a drink before I look at it because yeah. it can be really depressing. So yep. what are the key things you look for under analytic analytics? Um, so I don't give a rip about analytics. Okay. I don't, um, not anymore. Like when I first started the channel, I was looking to see, did people like this or, you know, you, you do, Use it like if you're starting a new series, you want to gauge interest because people don't have a clue how much work goes into this hobby. They yeah. really don't. I mean, I'm still going to read the book, so I'm not going to factor that time into it. But if you're going to do a review for it, you've got to really come. Yeah, you, know, you got to make your notes or your bullet points. You've got to film it. You've got to edit it. I mean, there, there's a whole lot of extra work that goes into it. And if they don't like it, then that is almost time wasted where you could have just moved on to the next book or, or something. But yeah, um, I use it to just, if I do anything new, Hey, like I started this Disney reading vlog thing and I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, okay, do people like this? Like, is it worth to keep going with it? But other than that, I, don't because now I have a pretty good base built up. People will tell me like, hey, don't put this in your reviews like this because I consider that a spoiler. But you can't be too vague because then you can't tell if you like a book. Yeah. So just look at your comments because your people that are going to engage with you are going to help hone how you do things like your reviews and stuff like that. So hmm. feedback is so important for people that watch the videos. Like if you don't like something or you think there's something somebody could do better, tell us comment because I use all of that information hmm. to try and make it better. And I'll ask questions in videos. I'm like, Hey, this is an idea I have. What do y'all think? And then look at the comments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had somebody, I had somebody comment. They were like, I just found your channel. And the first thing they clicked on was the book haul. And she's like, uh, I'm just going to forget about your channel. Cause you don't say anything about what the book is about. And I'm like, well, that's what I do when I read it. And I don't read the back of the books. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when my next one goes up, I'm like, Hey, what do you guys think? I'm, I want the people that have been around my channel since day one, tell me what they think. And then, you know, go from there. If people are like, yes, just show me the book. I don't want to sit here for 20 minutes while you talk about it. Cause unfortunately yeah. I like to talk. Well, that's yeah, that's part of it. Right. And I'll keep going and going. <laughs> and then I have a dang 20 minute video that I had to spend two hours editing. Ugh, I yeah. hate it. It I, like, I hate editing. But I love editing because I will sit here and cry laughing at myself. I do some of these strangest things while I'm filming. 
because once you get used to filming, you forget about the camera and you will, you will say some stuff, you will do some stuff and you're just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you realize all the strange noises you make when you don't, you don't realize it. How does anyone deal with me? I mean, I really wanted to leave this in, but one day I was drinking coffee and I was just talking, I was talking to the camera. I was like, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm in editing. Cause I usually film and edit it like days later. Sometimes I'll, film stuff and not edit it for like weeks later. But I'm just like talking, just conversational, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden I just casually turn my head to the side, open my mouth and the loudest coffee burp I've ever heard came out of me. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, that's a freaking 10. And I wanted to leave it in, but I'm like, they will not appreciate that. <laughs> that would have been awesome. It was so loud. It rattled my brain because I had my headphones in for editing. I'm like, holy shit, that was so loud. That was on the Richter scale. Oh, man. Uh, Daniel Burnett says, I feel the same way about my heart as a chainsaw versus Final Girls support group. Adore Hendrix, but Final Girls <sighs> felt a little ashamed. Yeah, it just, it, it, it was too plagiarized off of the classics mm, there was yeah. not an original story there for me and i had such high expectations for that one yeah, and we are watching um midnight mass when it comes out later this month with and we're going to chat about with daniel barnett so i'm really looking forward to that one. Oh gosh mike flanagan uh the world according to jay question for leslie besides brad nikki mindy ross and beard Who's your favorite booktuber who's reviews indie who reviews indie and small press horror and dark fiction? Good question. Um, Steve talks about books and stuff and working man reads. Uh, you're just saying that because I'm here, yeah. No, I know <laughs> what he's looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's very clever. He can be very clever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jay, that wasn't in my contract earlier. We agreed I was only going to get paid for telling people to sub to your channel, which I did. So you need to go ahead and Venmo me that money. Hey Jay, where's my hey? Where's my check? Uh, I didn't. I don't recall ever receiving a check. I did not receive my last paycheck. Mm -hmm. My stapler. Get on it. Get on yeah. it. And Epic says, as far as analytics is concerned, a CTR: how many people clicked on your thumbnail, average view retention, how engaging is the video, and what parts did people enjoy watching, so I can do more of it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I look at average view retention. I don't anymore because mine's like around nine minutes, which is perfectly fine because wow. I honestly try to keep my videos as close to 10 minutes as possible, but I do love to talk and sometimes they're kind of like closer to the 15 minute mark. I really don't want them to be that long. Honest to God, I don't. Um, <laughs> but I feel that with, with the, the average view retention being like that, like I am 100% happy with that. And like I, I have zero complaints and I just, I was so, I looked at the numbers every day, multiple times a day when I started the channel, it was very unhealthy and yeah. I just stopped. And now the really, I only go into YouTube studio and I look at whatever video is fresh up. Once it comes off of that screen, I almost never look at it unless someone asks me a specific question about it. Like one of my book two buddies is like, Hey, did you know you had this many views on this video? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh, that's cool. And sometimes it's cool to go back and look at your videos and see what people are still looking at. And yeah. I am so embarrassed, but like I had a comment today on my very first video and I'm like, 
please get out of my backlog. Like oh, man. it was so horrible. I didn't know about color grading. I didn't have a good setup. It was terrible lighting. Oh man. So bad. So bad. <laughs> and Epic says, I want to see some of the strange things you do. It's probably gold. Uh, if you look at some of my older videos, I used to put some of that stuff at the beginning for bloopers. Yeah. Oh man. And of course the world according to Jay says, I was going to see Josh. Yeah. Yeah. He does a great job too. Uh, have you ever received hate mail for an, a lukewarm or negative review? Um, the really only angry thing I have ever gotten where somebody was ugly is when I first started my channel on NetGalley, I got approved for a manga arc. Hmm. Okay. Well, so I made a little review video and I said the title of it on there was my first comic. And I got so many comments about people pissed off because I called a Japanese manga a comic. And I'm like, hey, do you know how to use Google? Do you know what manga means in an American comic? Hey, guess what? If you go to Japan and you go into a manga shop, you know what it says on the outside in English? Comic. So pissed. And so finally I just turned the comments off. And I'm like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. But I had a guy go and to every person who had commented that didn't say anything about me calling it a comic, he reviewed and was like calling me a bitch. And so, Whoa. of course, I just blocked him and removed him. I'm like, wow, you spent all that time going to all those comments and saying that. I'm like, you're special. And then I have one that was like, well, I see other people have said something, but I just wanted to say something. And I'm like, okay, well, what's funny is you're over here saying that. If you had clicked on my most recent video, you can see where I learned that you guys are assholes. And I said, manga. He's like, I don't have time to go clicking through your backlog. I'm like, it's literally the video that went up yesterday. If you have time to come over here and make an asinine comment, you have time to do a little bit of research. And it says my first comic and it's from two years ago, buddy. Like have a little bit of decency to be like, well, before I go, roast this girl let me go click on what she's doing here lately yeah <laughs> wow. and uh jay yeah. clarified okay besides steve josh nikki mindy ross brad and beard who is your favorite <laughs> does anybody else review indy mm, i i'm sure i'll think of somebody indy um Patrick does do some fantasy indie books, but uh, he, yeah. he sticks to fantasy. fantasy. But that's as far as horror goes. I'm sure there's someone out there. I just can't think of it right now. I'm sure I'll think of it as soon as we finish up. But there's some, uh, you know, as far as thought, YouTube, yeah. there's yeah. there's some other reviewers like write reviews. Yeah, and there's there's a few, but not um, that's kind of sprinkle it in, but not not too not too many out there. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Burnett wants an outtakes <laughs> compilation. Oh, man, that would take me forever to make. But I actually still have all of my original footage from every video I've ever made. Wow. So That's scary. Yeah. Oh, Raul, it, I'm sorry. Raul's really good about indie, indie, uh, indie books, too. Yeah, Raul does a lot, of, a lot of indie books. He interviews a lot of indie authors, has indie panels. 
and uh, he does a great job on his channel. For those of you looking mm -hmm. for a good indie reviewer, he's a really good guy. Oh, Ross Jeffrey. Well, he oh. was mentioned earlier. Yeah, he's got him on there. Yeah. And I think the answer Jay is looking for is Jay. <laughs> who is who is Jay? I don't know a Jay. I, it rings a bell a little bit. I don't. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not subscribed to anybody named Jay. I, I can't recall anyone named Jay. Oh, that's strange. <laughs> I haven't received a check. So, and uh, Fiber <laughs> says, "Good grief! People online can be so weird. Yeah, indeed they can." Yeah, I just yeah. don't bother with them anymore, Crystal. But I'm super lucky. There there have been so many friends of mine that have had people just so ugly to them in their comments. And sometimes they're attacking that person. And a lot of times it, seem, it seems to be, most of the time, it's a female. And I'm like, Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. I did get some hate mail for Faithful and the Fallen. I feel like I should. Well, you deserve yeah. that. That's, that's what I hear. Is that I, don't I come to me for sympathy. <laughs> don't. Uh -huh. No. I, I was like, I wonder if I, I thought you had liked it, and I thought I better let me see if what Leslie said. Oh yeah, you were, I loved you were it. All about it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was like, I watched the like when when y'all started like, yeah, I didn't really like. I'm like, oh, let me just get out of here, click off. Then go on to the next video. Yeah. Uh, and Jay says, good grief, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as soon as that Venmo comes through. Yeah. I, I have not received my paycheck. I have not received my no. check. So, and I wanted to mention before we, uh, before we go, I wanted to say uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Leslie does have a Patreon and I want to say, and I wasn't, I'm not paid to say this, but I want to <laughs> say that um, you do a great job with the Patreon. And a lot of creators, what bothers me about uh, some, of the pa some of the patrons, yeah, they'll, they'll make promises. And if they just said, you know what, if you want to toss me a few bucks, cool. That's yeah. one thing. But if you make a bunch of promises and we're going to do this and we're going to have live streams and, we're, and then you don't follow yeah. through, yeah, then just just say, throw me a few bucks if you want to, if you want to support me. If not, cool. Yeah. But you, the, you follow through, you do all that stuff. So I want to say you do a really great job with that. The main thing for anybody that might be thinking about doing a Patreon, have a $1 tier because people are strapped for cash sometimes and they want to support you. And let me tell you something, you're going to make more off of that. Like that's a whole dollar a month. That is more than what you're going to make off of them watching your YouTube video. If you're monetized, that's just if you think you're going to make money when you can get monetized, I mean, you can make a little change, but you, you know, you can take a family of four to McDonald's mm. once a month. But so have a $1 tier because, you know, if something happens, they'll, they'll usually leave that alone. But yeah, the, there are so many people who make Patreons and they never post on it. And I just say, if you're going to start one, Make sure start small and make sure that fits into your schedule and it's comfortable. It's something you can follow through on. Mm -hmm. And then as you get it, you know, acclimated, your routine evens out and you can do more stuff, add more stuff in. You don't have to come out the gate with it being like every, you know, the full metal deal. Just yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. No, Alvin, that's my favorite one in the series. <laughs> 
Alvin said he DNF'd Valor. I do not blame <gasps> you, Alvin. I do not blame yes. you at all. Yeah. And uh, Epic did. Epic says, my first video had so many racist comments. A so-called friend of mine put my first video on a website and pod people and paid people to leave hateful comments and dislikes. Wow. This as a fa- yeah, we talked about that a little bit during That's our- That's uh, really ugly. Uh, yeah, it's just terrible. So, well, Epic, I'm glad that you that didn't deter you and you're still- here doing your thing because you have a fantastic channel. You're a really great guy. And I'm glad that we got to know each other and got to read some awesome books together. Yeah. That, that Joker's personality all over. Yeah. yeah Alvin. I, and you know, when the, I, I have, I have suffered <laughs> through faithful and suffered through faithful in the fallen. I'm right <laughs> but, here, Steve. I'm right here. <laughs> We're still on. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I'm skipping Patreon, going with OnlyFans. Oh, my gosh. Crickets. <laughs> Jay, I mean, I thought you wanted uh, to, like, don't you want to actually make some money? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. He's such a, oh, man, he's hilarious. <laughs> that's all. Yep. That's all. That's great. <laughs> well, uh, without a <laughs> Leslie, I want to thank you again for coming by to to chat on this SHIT uh, chat <laughs> the Friday Eve. Well, uh, so yeah, thank you for moving it to a Thursday so I could be a part. I once things kind of loosened up with the pandemic and you could start getting out a few places here and there, and my husband started having to go into work. He was like, you know, I know it's your job, but you need to have a weekend. So Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays are for me and the husband to go do fun stuff. Of course, I still get to read. Like, you know, I'm still going to read, but I really try to stay off of like booktube and stuff. So thank you for moving it to Friday Eve so I could hop on here and run my mouth because, you know, (laughs) I like to talk as much as I like to read. Yeah, well, it's always a pleasure picking your brain and just getting all this all this great information and hearing about your your reading and your thoughts on things. It's really really interesting. So I, I, it's always a pleasure to to talk with you. Well, thank you. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah, let me know when, and we'll we'll make time. Just make sure it's a Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make sure we keep it shit. Yeah, that's our yeah. show. So happy it's Thursday for those of you yep. who are, are late to the so show. So happy it's Thursday. Yeah. So uh, also, also thanks to everyone in the chat. Thanks for coming by to chat with us. It was a great time. And let's do it again soon. Everyone Hi, have a good y'all. One. And now the other awkward phase while we wait. Yeah.